T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Today's a day that uh, you kind of let the dust settle, and I'm not talking about the election. I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers and moving forward. Uh, If you're just tuning us in today, uh, the 49ers, their wide receiver, uh, which is uh, Kendrick Bourne, has tested positive for COVID. The 49ers facilities have been shut down today. No word as to whether or not the game tomorrow night uh, is in jeopardy. We all know what's going on with the Green Bay Packers, that A.J. Dillon tested positive. And those around him, uh, meaning uh, Jamal Williams and and uh, Kamal Martin, um, they have been uh, quarantined as well, and they are unable to get into the facility at least uh, through the weekend. So that being said, we still have a game tomorrow night. Garoppolo and Kittle both down, a minimum of four to six weeks for uh, both of them. It's probably going to be longer for Kittle. Uh, in addition to that, you've got the Packers not making a move not making a move. So there's a question as to whether or not, as a fan, you should or should not be angry, okay, depending on which side of the fence you fall upon. Today is the day in which you can vent if you want to, or you can just back up what it is they did. Uh, The chances, the percentages are out right now for the uh, number one seed in the NFC. The Seahawks at 35 have the best shot. The Buccaneers at 33% coming at number two. The Packers at 11% than the Saints, Cardinals, and Rams. That's the way things go right now in the NFC. So it would go Seattle, Tampa Bay, then the Packers, then the Saints. That's pretty much where the top lies. So the Packers are still percentage-wise considered a contender, but the percentages between Seattle and Green Bay are vast. They're vast. Seattle at six uh, six and one right now in the NFC. They have the Bills, by the way. Uh, they got to go all the way across the country to take on the Bills, who are six and two. That's a, a noon kickoff on Sunday to see where Seattle ends up. But uh, but nevertheless, Seattle is considered the favorite with Tampa Bay a close second, and then it's everybody else. So those two teams are near the top. And I had thought that Tampa Bay, 
Tampa Bay, when you look at their losses last year, they were really some turnovers away from being a really, really good football team. And the difference was Jameis Winston. He just made some really inexplicably bad throws and turned that ball over. They got good weapons down there, and obviously they have a good defense. So now you've got uh, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game in Gronk, even though he's on the backside of his career. Tom Brady, one of the best quarterbacks ever on the backside of his career, but still very knowledgeable veterans who've taken that team to a different level. And they're playing some really, really good football. Meanwhile, the Green Bay Packers have Aaron Rodgers, who is – we all know a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's having a, a tremendous season. But their two losses have been a wash, rinse, repeat from what we saw last year. When they get down by a couple of scores and you need specific guys to go to, trusted guys to go to, it has been few and far between. And a defense that when you need big stops, more often than not, I'm not saying it never happens because that would be a lie. Because it has happened. They did get some stops this past weekend. But they – it just it never materialized, and we watched that Vikings offense, and, and specifically, you know, Dalvin Cook run wild. They just couldn't stop it. Same thing we saw last year, specifically in the postseason. So the question is, uh, is this team fortified enough, in your opinion, or do you think that uh, they have done a disservice by not at least doing more to go more all in, so to speak? 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. By the way, the release statement from the 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers were informed today that the player has tested positive for COVID and the individual immediately went into self-quarantine. Our organization has entered the NFL's intensive protocol and we are working with the league on contact tracing to identify any high-risk individuals. All team functions are conducted virtually today. The health and safety of our players, staff, and community are the organization's highest priority. We will continue to work closely with the NFL and medical professionals and will follow that direction. That's coming out from the, uh, from the 49ers today. So they did, uh, they did test positive. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Give us a shout. Would love to get your, uh, would love to get your opinion. Do you think that the Packers did enough? Do you, or do you just feel like, you know what? I, and there was two different people. I wanted to make sure that both, both visions were heard. Robin and Wausau says that the front office is, quote, traitors to the team and the fans. And Jesse in Tucson, Arizona, says that he feels that the organization is in steady hands and not risking the future. And uh, so I just basically want your opinion. This is from Steve. said, I don't know about traitors, but they're definitely not traitors, T-R-A-D-E-R-S. Uh, Brian says, I really hope that after the Aaron Rodgers, after Aaron Rodgers leaves to retire, that this team completely sucks for the next 10 years. Maybe then people will realize how good we've had it here since 1992. Um, I, I don't, I don't know specifically what side of the fence you fall on there, Brian. Are you saying that this is just good, that, uh, the status quo is okay? I, I, maybe I'm getting that. The fact that they're just, com- they've been competitives and sometimes they win, sometimes they lose or. Um, Josh says the Packers need to be able to stop the run before they can win a championship. This team lacks toughness. They are a top six in the NFC and would lose to the top five AFC teams. No reason to make a move this year. In fact, I think they should have traded Jones and Amos and stacked some picks. Different approach. Okay. So you don't feel that they're uh, within shouting distance at this point. 
So might as well go ahead and start the, the rebuild now. A lot of comments coming in over on the Facebook fan page. Hit us up over there, 855-830-8648. Uh, Jacob says, I by no means am an expert, but I'm happy that they didn't make that trade. In my opinion, the biggest holes are in the run defense, and I don't think <laughs> – sorry about that. Excuse me. Didn't hit the button fast enough. Uh, I don't think that trading one player is going to fix that. Uh, Sam says the entire front office needs to go. Bottom line, you get three Super Bowl wins. Uh, three Super Bowls win two when you've had 25-plus years of an elite quarterback play. That's epic failure to put enough talent around those quarterbacks. 49ers were the last team to have two uh, Super Bowls quarterbacks uh, at that level, Favre and Rodgers. Uh, one of which is never considered one of the top quarterbacks ever to play, as Rodgers is, and they won seven. So, well, you're talking about Steve Young. you got Joe Montana and Steve Young in back-to-back years. They won seven Super Bowls. The Packers have had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. They've been to three, won two. So I get what you're saying. Um, Gary says, uh, as long as they – do the opposite of what the fan wants. The organization is better off. Uh, I I don't think they have a clue as to what they're doing. They're already on the Jordan Love train. Why should we spend our money? Uh, then Linden says the Packers would go as high as four for Will Fuller. He has five TDs. Every Packers receiver not named Devontae Adams only has four combined. They wouldn't pay over a fourth round for a guy that is significant. Uh, single-handedly outdoing every other wide receiver you have. What does that say about the value of the rest? Come on, very frustrated. But we should be used to it. Haven't tried helping either of our Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a long time, so why not? Why start now? Uh, Mike says, uh, Mike's not a Packers fan. He says, laughing at the Packers fans who think that this organization is going to do anything to help themselves, they don't. They hire inept people to basically make money and stay the course. Ride the tail, Ride the coattails of the Hall of Famers right into the depths of nothingness. You can go to the postseason every year and pound your chest about how great you are and your winning percentage, but you haven't won a damn thing since 2011, so shut up. That is from Mike. Mike, appreciate the email. Uh, There you have it. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. If uh, you guys want to chime in, girls want to chime in for that matter, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Do you think the Packers did themselves – uh, a disservice, or do you think they did the right thing by not pulling the trigger on anything? Not just a wide receiver. And I'm not just talking about Will Fuller, but I'm talking about anything. Not doing anything yesterday as the trade deadline approached. 855-830-8648. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Newmail Medical Center, helping guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders. Okay, but if you are stuck, I mean, right now there's a lot of people that are upset, depressed, whether it's the team, politics, your life, no job. I mean, there's a lot of things going on, quarantines, masks, you name it, and it can get you down. So if you want to kind of feel better, increase your mood, start working on yourself, you know, jumpstart the new you. I've said all along, come out of this whole thing a lot better. That was my plan. I'm sticking to it. And I love it. Call my friends over at New Mel Medical, 414-455-4451. The one thing you can control is you. You can make yourself better, whether it's through vitamin regimen, whether it's through low-T treatments, ED treatments, or the all-in-one weight loss program. Start looking better, feeling better, getting more energy, better mood, all that kind of good stuff. Check out my friends over at New Mail Medical. It doesn't cost you anything to make a phone call, 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. Four, four, five, one. 
and jumpstart the all-new you. We'll continue this when we come back. Do you think the Packers did the right thing in not making a deal? We're also going to hear from Matt LaFleur when we come back as well, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Also, Marcus Eversall, host of the uh, Better Call Eversall on Sports Radio 107.5 FM and 1400 AM, the fan in, in uh, Green Bay, going to be joining us. We're going to hear from Dave Wanstatt. Remember Wani? Former NFL head coach with the Bears for a while and uh, worked with Dallas for a while all over the place. And Fox Sports analyst, he's going to be here as well today. we got a lot more coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels show. We continue on. Hopefully you're having a fantastic day. And we're going to hear from the head coach, Matt LaFleur, coming up here momentarily. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Chilsey Family Farms Beef. And I, I tell you what, I, um, I've been telling you about them uh, for quite some time. And most of you, I, yesterday was beautiful. I got outside of the tiki bar. I've been packing it away. And, uh, man, I'm not, I'm not putting my grill away. I'll tell you that. But some of you have. Hey, don't despair. The people over at Schulze Family Farms Beef have all the fabulous meats to make those delicious cold-weather favorites like hearty soups and stews and your favorite chili recipe. Great for weekend dinners or a big game, so make sure to uh, go to their Facebook page for some great recipes like chili con carne and so much more. And coming in November, uh, all this month, uh, they've got some Instapot dinners complete with seasonings, so you can order your quality Wisconsin pasture-raised meats online, uh, go with that curated gift box, or even create your own, or just sign up for a convenient monthly subscription. Your beef is packed and dry ice shipped right to your doorstep in just a couple of days, and with COVID cases rising, it's a great way to stay out of the grocery stores, you know? Pre-order your holiday full tenderloins right now and prime rib roasts because they sell out quickly. And every order in November includes a free bottle of award-winning Fox Brothers Smokehouse Eatery and Barbecue Sauce. A gift box or a gift certificate, a great holiday idea as well for the meat lover in your life. So many different ideas. Go to Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E. Schulze, go to S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, familybeef.com. That's SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. So Matt LaFleur, head coach of your uh, Green Bay Packers, was asked how close did the Packers get to actually pulling off a trade? Goody was handling all that. My focus was solely on the San Francisco 49ers and, you know, but we, we were in communication, but I don't know if anything ever got that serious. So if Aaron Jones cannot go on Thursday night, what you going to do? That's what we have to work with. And, um, you know, those guys work hard and they've been a part of our system now for over a year and they know what's the expectations and the standards are. And so, you know, it, it was good work for them to get the reps today. And we'll see come game time if Aaron Jones can go or not. Got a lot of guys out there floating around, backups and such, and Dexter Williams, and, well, whether or not they're going to be able to get it done, we'll wait and see. So there is the report out there that Aaron Jones is, quote, unlikely to play. Is that true? We'll give him up to game time, and then we'll figure it out. So we'll, we'll see. So you lose Kamal Martin. You lose your backup running back, Jamal Williams. A.J. Dillon is down as well. Um, you know, how much disappointment is there right now that those guys aren't able to go? 
Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. That's why we've talked to our guys about making sure they're keeping their distance and doing everything they can. They aren't deemed a high-risk candidate, if you will, or whatever they call it, um, in terms of keeping space and wearing a mask and just doing everything the right way. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but it is the situation, and it's one that we're dealing with and we're going to adjust to. So how tough is it? When your facilities are shut down and you can't meet in person and you can't really practice because you can't have guys going near each other right now, you're making sure that COVID doesn't enter your team and completely decimate it. So how tough are the walkthroughs and doing things virtually? Well, I think a lot of it is mental. It's knowing what your assignment is and then filling the correct hole. And so, you know, we've thrown a lot at these guys over the last day. It's always tough to prepare on, you know, a couple of days worth of work and cram it into just a few hours. So there's a lot of learning going on. But, you know, a lot of times when you have these short weeks, you scale back what you're going to try to do so that your players can go out there. They can play fast. So. You know, I mean, Dexter Williams is going to get an opportunity, most likely, if they still have this game tomorrow night. Again, we're waiting to see because now you've got COVID, a COVID case in the 49ers organization as well, and they shut down their facilities earlier today. But he talks a little bit about Dexter Williams and the opportunity. The one thing I'll tell you about Dexter Williams is he has worked his tail off, and he does that on a daily basis. He prepares as hard as anybody we have. So we've got a lot of confidence in his ability to go out there and perform at a high level. Um, you gotta, I guess if you're going to look at it this way, no Garoppolo, no Kittle, Bose is done for the season. This is a, a vastly different team due to injuries than what you faced last year in the NFC championship game. So Matt LaFleur talks about facing this banged up 49ers defense. You always want to come out on top of, of everybody, but uh, certainly, you know, they handled us pretty easily both times we played them last year and uh, every year is a new year and they've had their fair share of adversity as well. I mean, they've lost a lot of key players, Nick Bosa, D4, the list goes on and on. So Richard Sherman. So they've had their fair share. And So come Thursday, um, there's going to be – everything's going to be out there. You're going to figure out all the injuries. You're going to figure out all the roster adjustments. You're going to figure out the COVID guys, guys that can can play, can't play, all that kind of stuff, and LaFleur talks about it. You can throw all that stuff out the window come Thursday night. I mean, it's going to be about the guys that we have on the field and just our ability to go out there and execute, make the necessary adjustments when they need to be made, and, and go play ball. And then you've got, and as I had mentioned, with all the injuries, the COVID, these two teams, they both have dealt with, so far this season, a ton of adversity. Everybody in the league this year is dealing with adversity, and that's just the nature of 2020, it seems. So, you know, it's the teams that handle this the best that are typically will have the best results, and that's all we're focused on. We're focused on our preparation and how we go out and handle our business on Thursday night. So... One of the biggest, uh, I guess, looks has been the fact that teams are now saying, look, uh, you're down Alan Lazard, you're down Aaron Jones, you're down now uh, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon. Uh, Obviously, your tight ends are good, but they're not great. So teams are going to want to double-team Devontae and say, look, everybody else go beat us. So Matt LaFleur expounds upon that. Yeah, if that's what teams are going to do, we certainly always have you know contingency plans. Whether it's trying to move them around to make it a little bit harder to do or whatever it may be, but we got a lot of confidence in the guys around them. And when their numbers are called, they've got to step up and and make the plays. 
So the offense that – and, again, we talked about this earlier in the season. Matt LaFleur's offense obviously stems from the Kyle Shanahan offense, and there's a similarity there. You know, I mean, this offense this year with Aaron Rodgers indoctrinated into the second year and obviously guys getting it has been so much better. But there is a familiarity. There is a similarity. The defenses have both seen this. So he talks about that uh, similarity between the two. He made plays, um, some big plays for us, you know, since that time. And I think a lot of that has to do with the level of confidence that he's playing with. He knows what to do and he's not hesitating. I think guys that go out there when you are a little bit hesitant or you're not confident, then sometimes mistakes will happen. You just got to trust your training and go out there and cut it loose. So that's uh, Matt LaFleur talking a little bit about Jay Sternberger and then Alan Lazard. Um, you know, the question is, and many people, we're, we're hoping Al Lazard can come back and come back sooner rather than later because he's probably one of your, if behind Devontae Adams, he's probably your best route runner. And you heard a little bit earlier when uh, we had on, uh, on Ben Lindsay, the senior writer of Pro Football Focus, who said Aaron Rodgers has a perfect passer rating when throwing to Alan Lazard. So how close is he to coming back? I think he's done everything that we've asked him to do and the trainers have asked him to do. And, you know, it's just a matter of when we feel like it's safe for him to go out there and then he'll be out there. He wants to be out there in the worst way. And, you know, he wishes he was out there yesterday, but we're going to take our time and be smart with him and, and make sure that he's able to go out there and, and play to the level that he's been able to do for the last year and a half. And then going back to uh, the, the discussion before where there's the similarity between Kyle Shanahan's offense and what Matt LaFleur is now running. No, I think the foundation's there, but, you know, we have different personnel, and, and that's what you have to do in coaching. You have to adjust and, and make decisions in terms of how do you put your players in the best position to have success, and that's why there is some vast differences. When I look at their, a lot of their past concepts, that's where I see the majority of it. I think a lot of the run game could be similar, but um, there's definitely some differences there. So there you go. That was Matt LaFleur talking to the media yesterday a little bit about, uh, you know, his team getting ready for tomorrow night's contest. When we, uh, we're we going to step away. When we come back, going to talk with Marcus Eversaw, host of the Better Call Eversaw on Sports Radio 107.5 FM, 1400 AM. That's the fan up there in Green Bay. We're going to talk with Marcus coming up here in a little bit. And don't forget, after the top of the hour, Dave Wanstatt, former NFL head coach, Fox Sports analyst now. He is going to join us. We'll talk with him about this Packers team, about the division, about tops in the NFC. And maybe I'll ask him the question that I'm going to ask you. When you talk about a player with the most pressure on him in the second half of the season, which player maybe in the NFL, maybe not just the NFC, but the NFL, has the most pressure to get their team deep into the postseason? Is it is it a guy like Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, yet again, Aaron Rodgers, who is maybe some would say working with less of a defense and less weaponry than everybody else that's out there. So we'll talk about that as well. That is coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip. They have some take, heat, and eat meals right now, just like mom would make. And all you got to do is stop in. They are made fresh every day, sent out to the stores every day, and they're right there for you to grab every day. So if you're, th- if you're thinking to yourself tonight, what's for dinner? Whether it's that terrific chicken that they make now. God, they got some good chicken over there. Or it's the take-and-heat and eat meals. Man, they've got some good stuff at Quick Trip. So when you ask yourself what's for dinner, your answer is ultimately Quick Trip. Go to Quick Trip, check it out, use your Quick Rewards card. You are good to go. Going to be back. We've got DeMarcus Eversall from up there in Green Bay joining us next on the Bill Michaels Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
Caesar coming up tonight, 6 to 8. Bill Michael Suttle back on the air. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Flavors in cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry flavors as well. Only 100 calories per. Go to BudLight.com. That is BudLight.com. And uh, check out the new Bud Light Seltzer. Packers did not make a move yesterday. And some say, you know what? Second rounder was too high. Others say, what have you done with the picks anyway? You're not picking up a ton of pro bowlers. You should have done something. So we talked to Marcus Eversall, host of Better Call Eversall on Sports Radio 107.5 and 1400 AM, the fan up there in Green Bay. Marcus, how you doing? Doing well, Bill. Thanks for having me. I am getting uh, a sense that more Packers fans are upset than those that aren't. But even if they didn't get Will Fuller, many people were hoping for something to happen, and nothing happened. So you tell me what your thoughts are. Well, I'll just start with the Will Fuller trade. I I mean, I understand fan frustration, right? It's kind of the fan thing to do. It's always fun to make moves. And would the Packers be a better football team with Will Fuller on their roster? Absolutely they would. If the decision was just that simple, yeah, they'd be a better team. They'd be a better offense with Will Fuller than without him. However, if the reports are accurate, second-round pick, as reported by The Athletic, I mean, you're talking about a guy, when you when you weigh in the upcoming free agents the Packers have to deal with, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, we all know the list, and the fact that the salary cap is going to go down, basically what you're looking at with Will Fuller is a rent-a-receiver, basically, for half a season. And at that point, a second-round pick. I know we can talk about Brian Gutekind's swing and misses in the second, third round, whatever. But a second-round pick, that is prime real estate, and that is a lot to give up for what could essentially be half a season rental of Will Fuller. So regarding that, I'm with Brian Gutekind on that. you got to draw the line somewhere. You can't just say, hey, I want Will Fuller. Here's a blank check. You fill it out. You know what I mean? Right. So, do you are you disappointed they didn't do anything when it comes to bolstering the defense? Yeah, I mean, I think clearly their biggest issue right now is the run defense. And ironic timing as you're getting ready to go to San Francisco, and we all know what happened twice last year, coming off the heels of what happened with Delvin Cook on Sunday. I mean, the right, part of its scheme... But then again, I think part of it is personnel. Unfortunately, since Mike Pettin's been here, the run defense has remained an issue. I think what I can kind of sympathize with the most in terms of the the fan disappointment to the lack of activity at the deadline is some of the moves that others might see as minor. For example, giving up a late-round pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers' undefeated football team just lost their stud inside linebacker Devin Bush. And... They make a trade with the winless New York Jets, getting Avery Williamson in there, a veteran inside linebacker, for a late-round pick. Or the Tennessee Titans giving up a sixth-round pick for cornerback Desmond King from the Chargers, a guy who was all-pro a couple years ago. Those are the moves that, in contrast to what we saw with Will Fuller, second-round pick, that's a lot to give up for half a season. But when you see some of these other quote-unquote good teams making moves that only cost you – a late day three draft pick, those are the ones that I understand some frustration. That Why are the Packers never involved in those conversations? Why are we never surprised that, oh, I guess they are looking for the you know, bargain bin kind of trade targets? That, that kind of frustration I do understand. 
Yeah, the uh, it seems to be, quote, the bargain bin, and you're absolutely right. Now, fans are saying today that they're upset that the Packers seem to be standing pat or more so looking forward to the future, uh, the Jordan Love future. I mean, if you re- look realistically, uh, you got another year of Aaron Rodgers, and they started that clock ticking, and then we said in three years it would be the Jordan Love team. So at what point, if at all, do you feel that this team says, you know what, I understand the salary cap, but you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback who's a guarantee versus a guy that mm-hmm. you don't know what he's going to be. So why are they not doing more, in your opinion, to really push those chips to the middle of the table? Yeah, it's such an interesting conversation. It really is because, yeah, that's the debate right now. And like you want to say they are trying to win. I mean, when you go back, let's just last, – last year at the trade deadline, we heard the Packers referenced in connection to Robbie Anderson, to Emmanuel Sanders – both those guys, similar situation to Will Fuller on expiring contracts, and then they were set to hit the free agent market. Obviously, then again, in free agency, talking about the same names, Robbie Anderson, Emmanuel Sanders. So after the fact, after they go to different teams, last year at the deadline and then again this past spring in free agency, you hear that the Packers were in on those conversations, but they either weren't willing to meet the asking price or they weren't willing to give up the compensation in a trade or whatever the case was. So I feel like they know that they need help, and I'm just talking about receivers specifically here because we've seen these reports. I feel like they know that they need help, but Brian Gutekunst is kind of trying to walk that fine line right now in terms of making smart business decisions while keeping this team competitive to try to win a Super Bowl and still keeping an eye on the future. It's never going to be the sexiest thing. It's never going to be the popular thing to do anything for the future that's not going to help you right now. I mean, we know all about the Jordan Love pick on draft day, and still we're dealing with some of it today. But Brian Gutekunst looks at it a lot differently than that. It's kind of a roundabout way of answering that. I do understand both sides, but in this case, like with the trade that didn't happen yesterday with Fuller, I do understand that. The uh, the interview with Bill Belichick says we sold out for three rings. And on one hand, you can say, okay, look what's going on now. Tom Brady's not there. He wanted to finally go out and get paid. He wanted to do his thing. He wanted to get away from Bill Belichick. But the standard by which the rest of the NFL is being compared was the measuring stick, the litmus test of the New England Patriots. They said they sold out to do it, and look what they ended up getting. Should that be the path then that not just the Packers, but any organization that is looking to win multiple championships do by pushing those chips to the middle of the table? Yeah, you know, it's. I feel like the Patriots, you know, in some ways they kind of ruined it for every other good team after them because they were just soaked. I mean, six Super Bowls, that's just ridiculous. The Packers have been great for the last 20-plus years, 30 years really since Favre got here, but – when you start counting trophies, it's like, oh, yeah, the Packers and Steelers have been good, and there have been teams that have been good, but then you've got the Patriots who have six Lombardi trophies, and then all of a sudden the conversation shifts to, well, why can't you be them? Now, they've got a Hall of Fame coach and quarterback. I know Brady has since moved on, but it's a really interesting question because I, I start to think about, for example, the Denver Broncos when they pushed all their chips into the middle of the table and got Peyton Manning at the end of his career. I know it's not apples to apples with where the Packers are at with Aaron Rodgers and where they have been seemingly for the last decade, but it always comes with that risk-reward. Again, this is kind of how Brian Gutekunst has to look at it 
maintaining the competitiveness over an extended period of time while still staying competitive in the here and now and trying to win. It's a fun debate to have, but for since Peyton Manning moved on, we've seen glimpses of the Broncos being good, but only that, only glimpses. We'll see what the Patriots look like now. It's not so good so far without Tom Brady. You know, so it's kind of like when you put, when you go all in to win Super Bowls, it's great. You're always going to have those trophies, and that's your legacy. Completely understand it. But then it makes it harder after the fact to remain competitive. Again, it's that fine line. It's, a, it's definitely a lot easier for, to criticize Brian Gutekunst, I think, than it is to be Brian Gutekunst. I, that I completely agree with. I will say this. Just in that discussion, just what you stated, when you look at what John Elway did, when you look at what Bill Belichick did, you get iconic quarterbacks so rarely. The ability to find an iconic quarterback is is almost unheard of. And mm-hmm. when you know you have one, John Elway did it, Bill Belichick did it. You push your chips to the middle of the table. Because after that, we know it's a quarterback-driven league, and if you don't get an iconic quarterback, you don't really stand a chance. Then you've got to restart building things and build a defense around them that can support whatever kind of mediocre quarterback or maybe above mediocrity that you end up getting, which is why it's even more impressive to me of what the the Patriots and the Denver Broncos are doing because they're like, look, we pushed all the chips in. We walked away with rings. Meanwhile, you got the Green Bay Packers that are like the iceberg, staying steady. They're not really going for it. They're just basically looking at their quarterback going, be a Hall of Famer all the time, go out and carry us. And if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't because we're worried more about the future. We don't want to go back into, say, a year or two of down like the like the forty or excuse me, like the uh, Broncos or the Patriots are going through now. They're fearing that. And I get it, but that means you're also never going to go over the mountaintop because you're you're fearing of what the future may hold. It's a great point, and that's why I think it's definitely an interesting conversation and something I'm sure is weighing on Goody's mind with the personnel department because at what point do you make those moves? You know, you can, and this can go back because this is kind of a debate. It's not even a new, right? I mean, we've been talking about this for several years, half a decade, you could say. Did they wait too long to move on from the previous regime? I think we could all agree they probably waited a little too long to move on from Ted Thompson as the general manager towards the later years of his tenure. I think they probably waited too long to move on from Don Capers. All things that, like for Brady, for example, I mean, you look up the numbers, and I've forgotten them at this point, but, I mean, like he had never played in a playoff game with the Patriots where they had given up 30 points, and I believe the average in Rodgers' playoff losses, I think the average – was that the Packers gave up 36 points or something like that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So you've started to see in recent years, I think, different ways of building the the team and different ways of shaping the roster. Now you've got Matt LaFleur with this kind of new-age offense, maybe trying to keep it a little more balanced, marrying it to the run game, which is something obviously we never saw under Mike McCarthy. So it's like, yeah, I understand you having some of the questions is it too late now? And if it's not too late, well, the clock is ticking. It's certainly closer to the end now than it was a few years ago when we're debating should they move on from Thompson or should they move on from Capers. But he's, he's playing so well right now. He's still under contract. I know you just drafted Jordan Love. Say this, Bill, and we can all agree on this. Now is a really, really interesting time for the Green Bay Packers because Absolutely. in some ways it's a crossroads. Yep, I completely agree. Marcus, always a pleasure, buddy. We will uh, we'll check again in with you later down the road, okay? 
Sounds good, Billy. Take care. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Marcus Eversall, host of Better Call Eversall on Sports Radio 107.5 and 1400 AM. The fan, that's up there in our good uh, affiliate Green Bay. That's a great point because when you hold them up and say, well, look what they did, and they went, they pushed those chips to the middle of the table, but now it's down. Well, take a look at what John Elway did. Yeah, it's it's since they won that Super Bowl, it's been kind of a train wreck. But when you have a good quarterback and you can fortify them with a defense, you can fortify them with some extra pieces, you push your chips to the middle of the table. Because after that, you don't know when you're going to get a good quarterback again. And unless you know for a fact that Jordan Love is the real deal, you're gambling. You're gambling at best. 855-830-8648. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. If you're looking for a new team or a team to go to, Call our friends at Schneider, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. 2021, really? Oh, we'll talk about it next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have three players on the COVID reserve list, running back A.J. Dillon, who tested positive, and Jamal Williams and rookie linebacker Kamal Martin, who came in contact. That means they can't play Thursday night when the Packers face the 49ers in Santa Clara. The NFL trade deadline came and went. NFL Network reporting Green Bay and the Texans could not come to terms on a trade for wide receiver Will Fuller. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers' reaction? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just focused on what I got to do, you know, this week. Um, like I said, uh, after the game, you know, there's just things that uh, are out of my control, and I'm going to focus on find ways to keep uh, being productive. I think as far as the offense goes, it's just you know just minor upticks, and uh, you know I think on first and second down, we've done a really good job on third down in the red zone this year. Um, I think we're top ten in both categories, been very efficient, but. First and second down, I think the last couple of weeks has not been as efficient as we were early on, which uh, you know hurt some of our drives in the third quarter. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. We're glad you're with us. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Van Horn Automotive. Wanting to buy your car. Look, if you're looking for a new car, a used car, if you're looking for a truck, if you're looking for different makes and models, domestics, imports, looking to finance your service, sell your vehicle, there's so much that they're doing right now. I continue to urge you to check out VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. Great people. Uh, they're family-born, but they're employee-owned. Everybody there has skin in the game, so they want to treat you right. They really, really do. They work hard at doing that. As a matter of fact, I'm doing some stuff with my car right now because I'm changing out uh, license plates. And so, and they're helpful. I, I just shot a note over, and they got back to me with about 10 minutes. And like, yeah, you know, we can help you out with that. And so it's just they're just good people. They're great to work with. So check out VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com and see for yourself what I've just been 
preaching to you about and trying to push you towards to say, look, just give them an opportunity. I'm not saying you have to buy. Just go give them an opportunity. They're just that good. See if they can win you over the way they won me over. Um, Dr. Fauci, not that I want to get really political here, but uh, is saying 2021 again will be a year of partials. And by that I mean limited capacity at sporting events, most likely concerts, if they go off at all, will be limited. Indoor sporting events specifically. Uh, it looks like the NBA is going to do uh, their season, at least start their season without fans because they don't want to have – some areas have opened back up. So they don't want fans in some arenas getting loud and proud and having a home court advantage where other fans and, and other arenas can't. So, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to think about. I, 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 I feel for a lot of people right now when you kind of put your palm to your forehead and go, oh, my God, I can't take much more of this. I understand it. I understand it. So, but that's uh, that's what Dr. Fauci, at least right now, is saying, is that uh, limited capacity of sporting events going to continue all the way into 2021. We know, you know, like they've already pronounced Super Bowl to be about 20,000 people, you know. So we'll see if things maybe get better, vaccines begin to come out, whatever. So cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. Hey, coming up next, Dave Wanstad, former NFL uh, head coach. He was with the Bears. He is coached with the Cowboys. He was coaching in uh, – in the Big East with Pittsburgh. I mean, now he's with Fox Sports. He's an analyst, uh, both college football and pro football. We're going to talk with Wani coming up next in the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 